So yes, it is a tough encounter, but we will keep you up to date with that as it happens. But one thing I like to do on the weekend, and I don't know about you, but one thing that I find particularly great to, unstre- to de-stress and unwind is to go to the theatre. And currently one of the pieces that are on is The Voice from Kilimanjaro. Um, and it is one of those pieces that uh, was at the Wits Theatre in 2013. It's now um, in the Joburg Theatre. Uh, am I wrong? Majesty was the Joburg Theatre in December? Yes, December. December. Okay, so it was in the Joburg Theatre in December. It's had a great run um, looking at this particular uh, particular piece. Uh, in studio, I have um, uh, Majesty Mnyandu, who is one of, I want to use the word creators, masterpiece <laughs> creators of this particular piece. Um, of course, it's written and directed by uh, Bekezele Vusim Plongu. Um, uh, yes, uh, I just wanted to say that as well. And looking at the piece, if I have to sum it up quickly, would you say this is a, a South African modern-day Romeo and Juliet piece almost? Of the xenophobic of the, angle. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so the xenophobic angle is almost like the, the different families who are warring that, you know, one is better than the other. It, the kind of like, the, the, if you're looking at the premise of jo- Romeo and Juliet. Yes, but in this case is that it's a South African family who is rejecting a, a husband because he's a foreigner. He's a foreigner, exactly. So he's not seen as good enough. Am I correct? Definitely. And uh, it, it, it speaks into the attitude that South Africans have, especially towards the Africans from other African countries. Now, why would you say this was an important piece for South Africans to go and watch? Oops. It's like going to heaven alive. <laughs> <laughs> when we speak at the, the creative presentation, the dance mm. that is in there, the music that is in there, and the quality performance by all the cast members from the actors, the dancers, and also the band members who are actually very interesting to enjoy listening to because most of them are veteran South African artists Mm -hmm. and it is the veterans that we ignore, you know? It is. Because you think Yvonne Chaka Chaka is a veteran. What about the guy that used to play for her? That's true. People don't often think about that. They don't think about the session musicians that were with them, yeah. Yes, and then most of the band members that are there are elders that have played with all the The legends that you know in South Africa today. And we honor them as legends and we prioritize them and we mainstream them. And then you've got your cast members, colorful young South Africans from nine different African African countries countries. and 60 people on stage. So it's a full-blown musical that takes you away. And then what is also important about the production, it's the subject matter, Mm -hmm. which is addressing the scourge of xenophobia in South Africa. And it is done in a very light-hearted way, full of comedy, but (laughs) the message cuts deeper when you watch the production. You know, I often think about when you get married, uh, and I remember when I got married, you know, it's one of the most stressful times. And I think most of the relationships are tested during the, the, the time of going through the, the process before you get to the, the, that eventual wedding day. And looking at this particular, mm. um, particular mm. play, would you say that that is exactly the journey that's mm. embodied? When we are talking about the natural stress of getting married, yes. when you are worried about the tent, when you are worried about the cars, when you are worried about the food, the catering, Musalema Pondara here has to even worry about his own life. life. Mm-hmm. The the girl is definitely worried about all those nice things, but the husband here is worried about if he's going to make it to that day. Yes, because yes. the the brother of the of the bride is actually the leader of Ohamsa, which is the unemployed, hungry, angry masses of South Africa, yeah. who is hunting the guy down to kill him. With the stress of 
with all this stress of trying to save his life and at the same time he's also spearheading a, a movement called Tlangana Africa mm-hmm. working with some local Rastafarians to actually ensure to educate the community so it's a lot of things happening at the same time but at, in the end love prevails what usually actually happens in the story <laughs> is that love prevails the ancestors actually hit the the brother Uskagatlaga, who is mm-hmm. trying to kill the husband at night with blindness and then he goes to all the sangomas yes even the prophets they spray with doom they make him eat a rat <laughs> <laughs> they even walk on him and nothing works uh-huh. until one sangoma says yeah when i when i'm fine the only thing that can help you it's a sangoma which is found in the top of the mountain of kilimanjaro, kilimanjaro. and then he knows nobody there it's only this brother-in-law to mm-hmm. be the very foreigner that he's trying to kill who then takes him back to his home country and guides him to the top of the mountain where he is made to confess to the ancestors and apologize to all the great African leaders that died fighting for freedom. And then he regains his sight and he allows his sister to marry Umuselema Pundar. Also in, in the piece, you know, I, I, besides, of course, the, the, you know, looking at all the beautiful voices, looking at the costume, looking at the story, then how it's put it together. Would you say that one of the things that you're trying to highlight is the complexity of how we see ourselves on the African continent? Definitely. Actually, the first one that usually worries me is when we call other Africans Africans. But we are Africans, most. And then we say, no, these people from Africa. And then you wonder, <laughs> where is South Africa now? <clears throat> And then I like what you're saying, the complexities that we have, because it actually speaks to even the other interesting thing that we ever ignore, that you cannot give what you don't have. Oh, no. Possibly the fact that we hate foreigners, possibly we even hate each other as well. And ourselves. Yes. We're going to carry on that conversation just after the break. Next week, Porter's Walter Kellerman presents a tribute to Nelson Mandela. The revolutionary heritage of Lily's Leaf lives on. An exhibition traces the many interpretations of an icon. Michelle attends a gala fundraiser. Chef Vani presents a Madiba-inspired menu. And Rajnikanth launches the 2.0 album. Share in the Indian experience at Mela on Sunday at 2 p.m. on SABC3. The stage is yours. There and everywhere. SAFM 105.2 FM in East London. It's just gone eight minutes to eight. You are on SAFM where we're leading the conversation. This is Off the Pitch and we are in conversation with Majesty Mnyonda who is the Vice Chairperson of UPA and Project Coordinator for The Voice from Kilimanjaro. We're talking about this particular piece and how it addresses xenophobia, but a very interesting point that Majesty brought up, and I'd like uh, maybe callers to, to also give their comments on this. Give us a call, 0891-104-207, 0891-104-207. You can also SMS us on 40938, 40938. When we speak about xenophobia, often one of the things that comes up is that, you know, these people are taking our jobs, um, these people people work for less than what we were willing to work for. Uh, but we make a very interesting point that, you know, you can only give what you've got. So yes. if you do not tolerate everybody and you have no tolerance of self, there's no way you can extend it. There's no way you can extend love to the other if you do not have love for self. 
Definitely. And then if you look at the facts that South Africa is made of different ethnic groups. Oh, yeah. The facts that we are able to hate foreigners for being foreigners, there is a high possibility that even the ethnic groups that are here, we don't fully like each other. Because if we really fully appreciated one another, we would be even excited to fight the addition of diversity. There is a possibility that we are not yet diversity pro ourselves. And, and do you think, Majesty, Majesty, that's because we don't learn or that we that we don't haven't opened our views enough to learn from each other? You know, I think South Africans, a lot of times, they seem to think that South Africans are better than the rest of our African brothers on the continent. There seems to be a, you know, and I'm, and I'm saying this, people, please correct me if I'm wrong, but there does seem to be a feeling by South Africans that they're somehow better. Is this something that you have found a lot of people, you know, say after they've watched the piece that they realize, but we're all the same? Definitely. Uh, And then I would actually love to, it goes back to our special uh, colonialism of a special type. The fact that uh, the colonial experience we had in South Africa Mm. is that we were not colonized like the rest of the continent. No. The other African states, actually the colonizers sent the army. And the administrators. Yes. Tina, we are the only ones whereby even the colonizer stayed. Stayed. And then the infrastructure, the development, the perception of the country itself was that one of a first world country. If you look at the achievements of South Africa, even the, we actually inherited this, we are better approach from our former leaders. Because actually the, the apartheid government of South Africa, looking at the infrastructure that they had built, looking at the outlook they had towards black people, they said we are better. And then when they allowed us to be part of their system, we thought we've been whitened. <laughs> <laughs> so when you see this black thing now following you around, you go like, oh lord. Because I even hear that even here in South Africa, those black people that are in the suburbs, that are in high-end suburbs, they are the first ones to complain when they see other black people buying houses there because they think the value of their property will go down. <laughs> Yeah, it seems like we have issues. I think that there's a lot of stuff that we need to discuss as a country. But looking at this particular piece, which is uh, basically called The Voice from Kilimanjaro, the name, it comes, of course, from the fact that he needs to go to Kilimanjaro to speak to that the Sungoma there. Yes. Why do you think that, you know, also looking at Kilimanjaro, looking at the, the significance of the mountain, um, even now we've got the trek for Mandela going to Kilimanjaro. So from a, from a sim- symbolic perspective, why do you think that mountain and this piece is so important? Kilimanjaro is the highest point of Africa. Mm. Kilimanjaro happens to be in the center of the continent. Uh, some people even have the uh, a belief that if you stand on top of Kilimanjaro, you can see the pyramids and the, and the Table <laughs> Mountain at the same, same time. time. Mm. So also, you know that the mountains are associated with tranquility. tranquility. Yeah. So now the, this theater piece is meant to bring peace amongst Africans. Okay. So calling it the voice from Kilimanjaro, it's based on the perception that the possibility is that even when the ancestors are coming to talk to us, to remake us into what we really need to be, mm-hmm. their voice will come from the highest point of Africa and disseminate to the rest of the continent. And of course, the highest point is also the highest point of self-actualization. So accepting self, accepting who you are, accepting it at the highest being, that you are the perfect being in your, in your beingness. You know, that Because a lot of times we look at us being black and we say we are less than. 
You know, Definitely. you look at your hair, you look at the way your body is and look at how, you know, Western society has said what is pretty and what is not. And we're often made to be feel less than. And this is something that Steve Biko said as well. You Definitely. know, until you sell, accept yourself, you're not going to accept the You are reminding me of one of the songs that I had the production, which is the song titled Shine Africa. Mm-hmm. It says, shine Africa, shine because your flag is beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Great song. Uh, so, of course, now it has come to an end, but people can expect to see it again in September? Definitely. We'll be coming back at the Jobbeck Theatre as part of Arts Alive. And uh, when people do come, must they come in their numbers? Because <laughs> why would you say? You know, you know, when we talk in this business, you say you've got an elevator pitch and you've got, you, you've got that 60 seconds to sell your production. If I gave you the 60 seconds to sell the production, why would you say people must come watch? I would say it's like going to heaven alive. It's <laughs> the first time to see 60 people on stage from nine different African countries with legendary performers on stage. And it has wowed audiences wherever it has been. At Vets, it was the first production to have a full house consistently for a full week uh, the playhouse in Natal Playhouse we had mm-hmm. full houses throughout the week at the Soweto Theatre we had an exploding audience on the last show people had to wait by the door Yo. just to hear and listen because there was no space to sit Majesty, you make it sound magnificent. I, I'm definitely going to book my, t- my ticket for September. Looking forward to it. Also because the subject matter, I think, is very important. Xenophobia is often something that we tend to shy away from in South Africa. But it's something that we definitely should discuss. Thank you so much for, for taking the time to chat to us this evening on Off the Pitch. I'm also grateful to SAFM and the listeners. Thank you so much. That's Majesty Mnyondu, who is the Vice Chairperson of UPA and Project Coordinator for The Voice from Kilimanjaro. Now, The Voice from Kilimanjaro is... A musical that creatively raises questions around the complex nature of xenophobia. The voice from Kilimanjaro is about enduring love, sanity and humanity in an intolerant environment. It focuses on a family that's grappling with the intricacies of post-apartheid South Africa, which is racism, unemployment and gender inequality. Um, Also, it explores the political, social and economic dimensions of our new dispensation. Do go and see it. It comes again during Arts Alive in September and it's one not to be missed. It's 8 o'clock and time for the news.